Hey guys, it's Daisy. I just wanted to jump in real quickly and give you some context for today's episode. So I got to interview a teen entrepreneur who started a squishy business. And in case you guys aren't familiar with squishies, they are these adorable little collectible toys that you can squeeze and then it just returns back to its original shape. I realized when we were recording this episode, we didn't quite clarify what they were, and so I just wanted to make sure that you guys were all up to date before we jumped in. Now, without further ado, please enjoy the episode. Welcome to The Bright-Eyed, a podcast dedicated toward empowering our generation. Each week, I interview teen changemakers who have a purpose, a passion, and are doing something about it. We are more than capable of changing our world for the better. Let's see who's rising to the occasion. I'm your host, Daisy No, and this is The Bright Eye. Hello, and welcome back to The Bright Eye. My guest today is a rising senior at Dublin High School in California who is passionate about about using entrepreneurship to better the lives of others. She has a lot of business experience, having started a squishy company called Moodle, and is currently participating in the LaunchX summer program. Over break, she hopes to grow her YouTube channel and study business and computer science in the near future. It's my pleasure to introduce Maggie Guan. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jay-Z. I'm really excited to be here. Excited to have you and talk with you. Um, I just kind of want to start off this interview talking about your YouTube channel called Maggie Moodle. So how long have you had the channel? Yeah, so I started the channel in the middle of seventh grade, so it's been a little more than four years. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so can you tell us the story of kind of how that got started? Yeah, so my friend introduced me to Squishies in the middle of seventh grade, and I became obsessed right away. I started binge-watching so many Squishy YouTubers, and I asked myself, like, why don't I start my own Squishy YouTube channel? And I couldn't think of a reason as to why not, so I just uh, got it started. I launched it. And I believe my first video was a squishy collection video. It's currently private, a little too cringy, but I just <laughs> from there. So, um, what was so your channel started off kind of a lot more about squishies, um, and then you're kind of transitioning to something else. But what was it about squishies that made you fall in love with them in the beginning? Yeah, so there's actually many different aspects. So I guess I love the characters the adorable designs and how satisfying they were. Um, It's also the collective perception of value by the squishy community. But ironically, I rarely squish my squishies because I wanted to keep them in pristine condition. I would just like spend a lot of time staring at them, (laughs) like nothing else. (laughs) Right, no, I remember when I was in elementary school, like the squishy era came and I I, I honestly, like I didn't really understand, but then like after we started like playing with them, I totally got it. Like all my stress went away. They were so cute. I I love it. So um, you're pretty big on YouTube. I mean, 13.3K subscribers. That's so many. Um, So did you find that you had kind of this immediate success or did it take some time to get to where you are now? Yeah, so I believe it definitely took a lot of time to get a decent amount of views. Uh, Many, many videos. I remember my first ever YouTube video when I uploaded it, I would refresh it so many times and then the views kept growing and I was so surprised until I realized that those were my own views. (laughs) 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 So when was that kind of like turning point when you started realizing, oh, people like like my content and I'm getting a lot more views, a lot more likes? Um, so I experimented with a lot of different squishy videos. There's like squishy dares, squishy experiments. Um, I think people really liked the squishy dares videos. It was just me like fooling around, trying random things. And I guess I showcased my uh, personality and that's what people liked. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned in one of your YouTube videos that you were kind of like camera shy. Um, did you ever like get over that? Or what was that kind of um, point that you decided like, oh, okay, if I just keep practicing at it, it won't be as bad? Yeah, so maybe in the beginning, it was definitely hard to speak directly to a camera and just like be yourself fully. Um, because it's just hard to completely be yourself when there's like a camera facing you for some reason. But it's just after practice, after many rounds of trying, you'll just get used to it and it becomes a lot more natural. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in what ways are you kind of looking to grow your channel in the future? Yeah, so in the future, I want to pivot to more um, inspiring, deep and meaningful content because I feel like YouTube is a great platform to impact people directly. And I feel like that content will hopefully inspire my viewers. Yeah, so um, you started with a lot of squishy content. As you said, you're kind of like switching into more inspirational, like motivational content. What motivated that switch? Yeah, so a few months ago, I had uh, this phase in my life in which I was like, what's the point of living if I'm not impacting other people around me? Uh, because in my eyes, like I'm only a speck in the universe, right? Um, and it's definitely, your life doesn't seem to matter as much unless you impact lives that are besides your own. Um, so that was the mentality I had. So I, I was really passionate about continuing this YouTube channel. Yeah, for sure. I love your new content. Um, I think it, it for me, it was like super helpful kind of watching your insight on like how to make a difference, how to be happy and stuff like that. Um, what was, were you kind of like nervous to change course? Cause like up until then you were doing squishies and then all of a sudden you, this is kind of like a whole different type of content. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Were you kind of nervous? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily nervous. Um, I'm just really busy and especially because I have college apps coming up. So I have a lot of different priorities to just manage. So I just need to manage my time a little better. And after that, mm -hmm. it'll be a lot better. For sure. For sure. Um, so what has been your favorite video um, so far that you filmed? So probably one of my last two videos because I feel like those videos were a little more meaningful and hopefully they could have impact a few more people. So I think they were um, answering deep life questions and um, how to make your quarantine 10 times better. Could you um, kind of talk about that video that you mentioned, the quarantine, how to make it 10 times better? Just kind of like, what was it about? Um, why, like what kind of inspired you to make it? Yeah, so I feel like a lot of high schoolers right now, they're definitely uh, not as happy during quarantine. Um, they feel like maybe it's too boring. They don't, they feel like they're lacking meaning or purpose in their lives. Um, but the main thing is that Quarantine right now is actually a great opportunity to just try something new, to pursue your passions and do what you love. And basically, if you just live in the present moment, if you appreciate the small things in life, you can really find like happiness really easily. And if you just maintain a schedule, if you um, learn to just um, enjoy every aspect of your day, then your quarantine can become a lot happier. Was there like a moment during quarantine, because that kind of snuck up on all of us, um, where you decided like, oh, this is how I can make the best of this situation. So like, when did you make that switch? Um, I think this was most prevalent when quarantine started for me, actually. So uh, when they announced that school was ending, everyone was overjoyed. Um, I was... I think I was pretty happy and I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to take advantage of this extra time. So I was extremely productive for the first few weeks of quarantine. But after that, I think I declined a little bit. I started losing motivation, um, but then I had to like climb my way back up, if you know what I mean. No, for sure. I definitely know what you're saying. Like when we first started, um, I think it was the same way. I was like, oh, I'm going to be super productive. But then of course, you know, 
the, the, what is it called? It's like stir when you're going stir crazy, like after a while, you just kind of get like accustomed and, um, but like finding that motivation again to like keep going, um, I think is super important. And I'm really glad that you found that. Yeah, thank you. So have you noticed like any like benefits or things that have changed since you've become a little more like motivated or like optimistic? Okay, yeah. So uh, during quarantine, I've managed to become a lot happier um, in like my own personal bubble because um, in in the beginning of junior year, I definitely wasn't as happy because um, I felt like I could have pushed myself harder in terms of business or even my classes. Um, and I just had this constant pressure and this constant pain. But then when quarantine hit, um, it was a great way to just reflect on my own life, um, reflect on kind of like the world around me and how I could work harder to try to benefit other people instead of just my own life. So it really shifted my perspective and opened my worldview. Yeah, so we kind of talked about how you realize that, hey, what's the point of living if we're not going to help other people? So what kind of inspired that kind of change of course? Yeah, so uh, about the spec thing, I just kept thinking about how I'm just one life out of billions on this planet. Um, and like, honestly, if I do everything for myself, it's not, it doesn't really make an impact because it's only for myself, a speck, right? So if I choose to brighten up other people's days, um, it's actually really sweet because if you try to make other people happier, you'll become happier yourself. So it's just a win-win situation. And it's just really nice to make that your life purpose and just to work towards that. That's so true. Like the, when you help other people, that kind of like, it's, it's like a joy you can't get anywhere else. Um, and it's cool because you're both kind of benefiting from that. Yeah, definitely. All right. So um, you mentioned that you want to help people kind of pursue their own dreams as a part of your new content on your channel. Mm -hmm. So what does pursuing your dreams kind of look like for you? Um, pursuing your dreams means just trying to hit your life goals, uh, whatever that may be, um, just doing what you love, doing what makes you happy, and ultimately just finding happiness in the present moment, um, but also seeking to fulfill your life's purpose. Yeah, for sure. And what's something that kind of motivated you to pursue yours? I mean, you have a company right now and you're running your YouTube channel. Um, what kind of motivated you to take a step or a leap of faith? Yeah, so when I was younger, honestly, pursuing my passions just meant starting a squishy company just because I love squishy so much. Um, but this motivation came from um, a gratitude that I felt because I was so grateful for how privileged I was, all the resources in front of me. It's like the idea that I have unlimited information at my fingertips with the internet. I have a supportive family. Um, I have everything I need to do something big to uh, make change in this world. So it was the idea that it was an urgency that I had to make use of these resources and grab these opportunities. Yeah, for sure. So for someone who's kind of like looking to, maybe they have something they want to do or goal, but they're kind of hesitant to take the first step. What would you say to someone who's in that position? So evaluate your situation. And I would just say to just pursue your passions, just go for it, especially when you're young, because Right now is a time in which we have a limited risk and we don't have as many responsibilities. For instance, most of us don't have to pay rent or and we don't have to like feed a family. So right now is a great time to experience something new, to try new things, step outside of your comfort zone. And only after that will you find personal growth and happiness. 
For sure. And there's like all kinds of like digital resources out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially in quarantine work, we kind of feel like trapped. But if you think about it, we have so much access to so many things. Um, for my business in the beginning, I was so confused, but I just started researching after you research for like hours on end, you get a better idea of like the path you're supposed to take, what you're supposed to do to actually grow a company. So yeah, definitely utilize your resources. So um, being on YouTube, what have you kind of like learned maybe outside of like content creation and video making? Um, honestly, it's the idea of just persistence, um, just to keep going, because sometimes you're going to like hate editing your video. You really don't want to film this weekend, but you really just have to push yourself to do it anyway, because you just have to think that pain is temporary and you're making sacrifices for the long run. So we're going to take a short break, but we'll see you soon. So stay tuned. If you're looking for a YouTube channel that will inspire and motivate you, be sure to check out Maggie's YouTube channel, Maggie Noodle. She has a wide range of content from being productive to exploring the meaning of life. And you should also check out her squishy company, Moodle, to purchase your very own Cloud Llama Squishy. She has limited stock, so if you'd like an adorable little stress reliever with the happiest smile on its face, you can learn more on her website, www.moodlesquishy.com. All right. Let's get back into the episode. So hello again. We're back with Maggie to talk about her squishy company called Moodle. So could you tell us a little bit about Moodle? Yeah, so I produced one squishy, uh, the Cloud Llama Squishy. It's basically an adorable llama squishy um, with elegant white wings, and I'm selling them wholesale and retail. So where did that idea kind of come from? I know you had a love for squishies, but what was that kind of turning point where you said, I should make them? Yeah, so in seventh grade, I actually did my toes into entrepreneurship when I started a resale company. Um, basically, I, I bought squishies wholesale and sold them retail on my store in B. Um, and that really made me realize that I, lo- I love business. Um, it's really intriguing to like make your own path. And then in the summer after freshman year, I was like, oh, I should pursue something bigger. And I would love if I had my own squishy design. That seems like a wonderful opportunity to just try new things. So I just embarked on that journey. Yeah. So what was that kind of first step you took after you had that idea? Yeah. So I actually contacted my friend because I'm not very good at drawing. So I had her sketch out my ideas um, and this took many weeks of brainstorming. And in the end, I was stuck between a penguin flan squishy and a cloud llama squishy. (laughs) And I ultimately chose the cloud llama because I love the minimalistic design and the elegant white wings. and then after that, I had to contact many manufacturers. I had to do a lot of research for business, draft a business plan, all that and all that. And after I determined my manufacturer, um, I embarked on the design process, which included uh, having the digital designs created, um, the, the clay models made, which were hand sculpted, and the prototypes, and then finally mass production. So in total, how much like time would you say that you spent like researching um, business plan and business models before you kind of jumped in? Um, The researching process took many months. I spent my entire summer just researching, brainstorming, just like determining a manufacturer. 
That's so cool. Um, how have you been kind of like managing all of that? Because I know business has a lot of different aspects to it. And I mean, because you're, it's kind of your own company. How have you been able to manage both the company, your YouTube channel and like school and things like that? Yeah, so it's all about time management. So I would really recommend a platform called Notion. Um, I'm in the summer program LaunchX, and I know a lot of accomplished peers um, who use Notion to schedule their day-to-day -day activities um, and just like schedule every day the day before um, and always reflect at the end of each day. And it just really helps with um, piecing everything together and just getting your managing your time. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Um, so right now, when I was kind of researching Moodle and looking into your company, I saw this like great polished finished product. But of course, every company in business kind of starts from like humble beginnings. Um, so could you kind of tell us about what the beginning stages of Moodle kind of looked like compared to what it looks like today? Yeah, so in the beginning, all I had were a few ideas. Um, I was still uncertain if I wanted to um, embark on this journey because or the costs, um, the time, I didn't, I was really, really busy sophomore year, so I didn't know if I could manage everything. Um, and I just asked for, asked for a lot of feedback. Um, I asked like mentors for like business advice and just like advice on my product and the company itself. And then after many months, I do not regret any of that at all. Um, I managed to come up with that final product. What was kind of like, I think like right now, like looking back at your company, what's kind of something that you've seen um, I don't know, growing your company and yourself, just kind of something that's changed now that you reflect? Yeah, so right now I'm a lot more responsible. Um, I feel like in the beginning I didn't manage my time as well, but right now business has really forced me to get down really concrete schedules and just to think about the time. And right now I don't want to waste like any second of the day because um, time is really valuable. So right now I've definitely become more mature as well and just like making better decisions. Did you come across any challenging obstacles along the way or like something that you had to kind of persevere to overcome? Yeah, so one of my biggest challenges was the fact that the squishy market was slowly declining. So I did have to find other avenues to sell my products. Um, this included um, managing two booths at local fairs in Dublin. And um, I actually sold door to door the entire summer after, after sophomore year of high school. Um, and I partnered with the Squishy Shop Bunnies Cafe. They're absolutely amazing. And we basically had this event in which um, the popular Squishy YouTubers that I watched back in seventh grade um, attended. <laughs> and that was just like really fun. <laughs> that's so cool. I mean, like seeing the people you used to watch as a kid, yeah. that's so cool. <laughs> so you mentioned that you went door to door. I mean, wow. Um, I know I get kind of nervous, like talking to new people. Did you kind of feel that when you first started doing that? Yeah, so in the beginning, I was definitely really nervous. I was just like, um, it was the summer, I was like, I want to try something new. So I just went outside, um, I knocked on my neighbor's door, and <laughs> I just recited the pitch that I had written the night before. Um, and in the beginning, it was definitely really nerve-wracking, but afterwards, you really gain confidence, and you really learn to refine your pitch with each one. Yeah, for sure. And like hearing your story, kind of like how you were um, finding new ways to sell your products. Um, it sounds like you've used a lot of different like business techniques or like marketing um, ways to market your product. Could you tell us a little bit about the inspiration from each of those or like if you look to any other existing companies on how to sell your product? Yeah, so by this time, I had actually uh, grown like a user base because I joined the Kawaii community on Instagram. I did develop a decent amount of followers and I made like I became friends with a lot of the um, like 
popular squishy like kawaii community uh, instagram people as well as some youtubers so i just reached out to them to review my product i sent them a package um, i noticed that a lot of other squishy companies were doing this as well and it was definitely a great strategy so that's one of the main ones so has running moodle kind of changed since the onset of the covid19 pandemic yeah, definitely. So right now we clearly don't hold any in-person events or any of that. Uh, right now, I'm mostly just sending out emails, um, calling people, and some of those people include like owners of llama farms. I'm just trying to be really creative. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's so cool. Wait, I'm so sorry. I'd love to like go further into that. So llama farms? <laughs> so a lot of llama farms, um, they have like shops at their farm. Um, so I, I asked if they would want to stock my squishies there. I did get a few sales. Some of them ordered uh, quite a lot as well. Um, and then some of them also, they hold events. Like one of them held birthday parties and they wanted to give these squishies as like gifts. That's adorable. I didn't know Lama Farms existed. I know. Same. Well, <laughs> once quarantine is over, I am definitely going to visit a few Lama Farms. Oh yeah, same, honestly. So what's kind of next for Moodle when you like look maybe, let's say a year into the future, what can we kind of expect? So I would love to produce another squishy, but unfortunately um, I cannot because the market peaked a bit ago, um, but I'm just working on selling the rest of my stock. We're almost there um, and I'm working on spreading my story and hopefully inspiring um, children with this story. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, are you looking to maybe do another startup or make another company in the future? Yeah, so I'm participating in LaunchX, which is, um, yeah, the summer program. And we're actually launching a company called Budget. Um, and we enable high schoolers to meet new friends through a scheduled Zoom call, as well as engage in meaningful and memorable conversation. And it's a topic I'm really passionate about because I love talking about deep life things. Um, but yeah, we're really excited to get that going. We've had a few mock-ups. We have um, our first event coming up this Saturday, which is really exciting. That's amazing. What's the event for? What are you guys doing? Yeah, so we're holding um, three Zoom sessions in which uh, we're going to host and we're going to pair up the people who signed up into groups of two. And they're basically going to be sent question prompters in order to engage in deep conversation. And we match them up based on interest and personality. That's amazing, especially like right now. That's definitely what we need and what yeah, we're exactly. looking for. Um, so could we talk a little bit? It's kind of going off track, but you keep mentioning Launch X, and I kind of looked into it. It sounds like an amazing program. What's it been like kind of being in that summer program? Um, it's been really fun. Um, the lectures are really nice. I have learned a decent amount, but the best part is the people. Um, I love my team. Um, they're amazing. And just the people you meet there, they're all really inspirational and driven. And I love that environment. Um, so you kind of mentioned to me earlier that you were interested in studying business and maybe pursuing it in the future. Mm -hmm. So what was it about business that caught your attention? Yeah, so I love the idea of being your own boss and just dictating uh, the path of your own life. Um, but I believe the most important part is that you can create a company that uh, impacts the world or just at least impacts the people around you. And I feel like that's a really important aspect. Um, and I feel like it adds a lot more meaning and purpose into your life. So what kind of resources or content have you been consuming to kind of look more into business and explore that passion? 
So I'm still constantly researching you. There's always more to learn. There's also like websites online in which you can take online classes and just learn more about like marketing, finance, whatever you want to explore. And I feel like those resources are invaluable and you can always learn more with um, whatever is provided on the internet. So we've reached the end of the interview. I've had so much fun talking with you about business, about your channel. Um, but before we go, I have one last question. So if the whole world was listening to you right now, what would you say? So every day, remind yourself that you are mortal. Your time is very limited and time is the most invaluable asset you possess. So please don't waste that time. Don't take your life for granted because you only have one life to live, one chance to make the most out of it. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a rating and review of this podcast from wherever you're listening from. And if you're looking for more content designed to inspire and empower you, follow at the Bright Eyed Pod on Instagram. You can get updates on great opportunities for teens, tips on how to make a difference, Q&A opportunities behind the scenes, and so much more. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you all next Monday. Talk to you soon.